0: This week in wealth is powered by Alpha Wealth Group. If you're serious about retirement and have saved $250,000 or more, call Alpha Wealth Group's Tom Fortino now,
1: 630-934-1855 or alphawealthgroup.com. Alpha Wealth Group. Retirement made simple. This episode of This Week in Wealth is sponsored by Alpha Wealth Group. Tom Fortino is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors LLC, an SEC registered advisor, WGN Radio, and RWA are not affiliated here's wgn radio's elise glink and alpha wealth group's tom fortino
2: hey everybody welcome back to this week in wealth where the volatility of chicago weather seems to match the volatility of the markets <laughs> i'm elise glink i'm a wgn radio talk show host tom i hear you chuckling honestly Wait, uh, well,
0: <laughs> what's new right
2: it's we're in chicago it by now so I'm Elise Glink. I'm the CEO of Best Money Moves, a financial wellness company.
0: And I'm Tom Fortino, the, uh, <laughs> the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group, uh, right here in the Scotland area.
2: All right. You can find us at 630-934-1855. That's the number to call if you've got a question for Tom. Um, or you can go to alphawealthgroup.com. And actually, somebody went there and left us a question, and it was such a great question, Tom, that I I think that you're right. We should talk about it right at the top of the show today. So somebody wrote in and said, I have not heard you discuss this yet on This Week in Wealth, but if you have a choice between a pension and a lump sum distribution, which is considered the safer investment? More specifically, what risks are associated with a pension from a private company failing? Does the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation eliminate this concern? Regards, Fred. Fred, mm-hmm. that's an awesome question. Don't you think, Tom? We haven't actually discussed that.
0: Yeah, I get this question a lot. So, yes, it is. It's, it, uh, it's something in that uh, is on the minds of many people.
2: All right. Well, so what's the answer? <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, I hate to answer things with it depends, but really, when you look at these things, this is all part of this income planning piece of your retirement. So when one thing I'll just say, for those of you that have a pension, one of the things that we should be doing now, pensions are an irrevocable decision, so we have to be very careful with this, just like Social Security. These are decisions you cannot go back and change. And so with pensions, well, there's two camps. If if you haven't taken your pension yet, I always suggest contact your pension provider ask them for the options. You will probably get a list of five or six options. In other words, what would you get just for your lifetime? What would you get if there was a survivor benefit for your spouse, for those of you who are married? And then there's also what uh, Fred is referring to as a lump sum. In some cases, they'll say, okay, instead of $35,000 a year pension, here's here's $500,000, go away. You don't get anything, right? Going forward. So you have to be very careful with this decision because keep in mind you are giving up an income lifetime income in exchange for a lump sum of money so there's pros and cons to this but now key again the point is you now have to if you need the funds you really need to create the income yourself. So, you know, as I I did respond to Fred and some of the things I said was, you know, number 1, what are your other income sources? Do you have social security? Do you have other pensions? Do you have other income coming in? What are the values of your other investments including IRAs and 401Ks? And what amount can you expect if you take the lump sum yourself versus the pension income? So, I'm not trying to at least skirt the answer. I hope I'm giving some ideas here. But as I said, the first thing I would tell anybody with a pension is, number one, find out what your pension options are. Find out what the payments are going to be. What is it at 65? What is it at 66? What are the survivor benefits to my spouse? Do I have a lump sum option? Where you take control of the money.
2: So let's dig in a little bit on that because I think there's other questions you have to answer as well. And and I know this because I actually have a teeny tiny pension Mm -hmm. from my years of working at WGN TV. And so I have part of the SAG AFTRA, the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. I I have a pension through them. Mm -hmm. And I never actually paid any attention to it because I just. You know, it was like going to be three hundred dollars a year. But recently, I, I don't know, six eight months ago, because somebody I talk to every single week is hammering me about this. Um, I went and looked, and it was actually eight hundred dollars. But there were several options that could change that number. So, eight hundred dollars mm-hmm. a month. If I took it at my my minimum retirement age, and it's only for me, it's a little less mm-hmm. than eight hundred. If I take it with a survivor benefit, mm-hmm. and I think that's a question that people. Don't think about enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that can go a number of ways. And then if I push it out a little bit, there was a third option. And so, you know, I, eight hundred, nine, you know, let's say it's eight, nine hundred dollars a month. Um, but it could probably go even higher depending on how well the pension fund does over the next couple of years. Apparently they've done surprisingly well. I didn't think mm-hmm. they were going to go that well, but they, they apparently have done well. So how do you help somebody think through, those decisions, because that's, you know, when you take it is is one, but do you take it and have a survivor benefit or is it better to get the extra 40, 50 bucks a month for yourself thinking you might be the longer term, you know, the person who lives the longest?
0: Right. In other words, do you take the individual benefit and say, hey, if I pass away, my spouse gets nothing? Um, You have to, again, be very careful. I wish I could say there was one general answer for this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, again, it just depends on these other things. What if your spouse has a pension? What, again, if there's Social Security? that's going to provide income? And then what are your investments that can provide income? So, again, it's it's really difficult to give one general answer, but you want to consider these things, you know, because when you pass away, keep in mind, one of the Social Securities goes away, and then a pension can be reduced. Is that going to impact your surviving spouse? If it is we need to uh maybe consider the benefit. Now you're gonna take a reduction as you said, Elise, to you know, of course, you know your your income's gonna be reduced to give a joint life benefit or a benefit to your spouse. But, you know, is that what you want to do? You can use annuities and we can talk about that later to, to, to simulate for those of you that don't have pensions can you can kind of replicate in a way the pension but again there's some decisions to be made and you really just need to be careful and take a look at the overall picture i I hope that helps but
2: yeah and there's some other things to think about too the other part of this question was you know how does the pension benefit guarantee corporation fit in and you know fred said eliminate this concern of a private pension failing now that's actually a really interesting question particularly what's happened over the last couple of years Mm -hmm. where and you if you let's say are in a governmental agency you know it's unlikely that that would fail although isn't that what happened in orange county california like a million years ago didn't they it's, basically go bankrupt and they they had to change everything
0: yeah I, I mean it's happened to unite i mean it's happened to the airline industry it's right. happened to uh, general motors it's happened to companies that were not funded their pensions were not funded properly the pbgc came in the pension benefit guarantee corporation which is an entity that is there to support pensions that fail, but keep up in mind. Up to a
2: point. <laughs> exactly. You're usually, and I did
0: answer that with Fred too. I said, keep in mind, it, it's, it's probably not going to be the amount that you were getting otherwise. So again, it's just this, it, it, it's, it's, uh, you have to get just, I would just say, if you're working with somebody, go talk to them and sit down and run numbers. There's no perfect answer, but you're giving up an income if you take the lump sum for this chunk of money. And so, The pros are that now you control the money, you control the income. To the extent you don't go through it, it goes to your children and grandchildren, right? Pensions do not go on to the children and grandchildren. Right. So, pros and cons. Lifetime income versus a chunk of money.
2: We have to take a quick break. I have a couple of follow-up questions here, and then I want to get to what I'm sure, you know, what I alluded to at the top of the show, which is that this incredible volatility in the marketplace crazy talk about what's going on with the price of oil. So I want to get to that in just a minute. You're listening to This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Wealth. I'm Elise Glink here with Tom Fortino. If you want to ask us a question or ask Tom for some advice, 630-934-1855 is his phone number, or you can go to com. If you want to find me, you can go through the WGN website or go to bestmoneymoves.com. So, Tom, just to finish up on the whole pension versus lump sum distribution, and I said this to you in our break, and I think it's actually really true. So, lottery winners have a choice. They can take, and it's kind of the same choice, right? You, mm-hmm. you make this choice and you can't go backward. You either take the lump sum, you know, pay all the taxes, lump sum, or you can get uh, whatever the number is, you know, 50000 a $150,000, 1050000 know, every year yeah. for 20 years, and Almost everybody takes the lump sum because they're told take the lump sum but almost everybody who wins any sort of lottery would be much better off getting it over twenty years because they're terrible at managing money mm-hmm. and if you think about that and that question of a pension if you get five hundred thousand dollars today or even a million dollars today or sixty thousand dollars for the rest of your life you know sixty thousand out of a million represents what six percent mm-hmm. Return yeah,
0: that's significant. Yeah, it's
2: a huge return. How many people can get six percent, you know, return cash, you know, for the rest of their lives out of a million dollars? I mean, most people get a million dollars, and I'm just saying we're assuming it's net and you know take taxes off the table for a moment. You'll pay those later, but yeah, you get that. You know, that's actually not that easy to do, is it?
0: No, it's really not that easy to do. It's you know, it's a probability versus a guarantee. It's a guaranteed income, for the most part. I mean, you have to be careful, but, you know, for your life versus the probability of, hey, I don't think I'm going to run through this money during my lifetime. So, you know, again, that's, that's a judgment that people have to make to find out what they're comfortable with. I would just say this again. Number one, find out the information. Get as much as you can and really sit down and run numbers because, look, I'm not saying there's any perfect answer. In many of these things, there isn't a, a perfect answer, but you know, if you do the due diligence up front, you say, okay, like you were saying, you know, okay, it's 6% that I'm getting, this is the payout. If I take the money, what could I replicate or what could I get from it? And am I comfortable with that? Or what are my other investments? And so you really do, I would say, and I always did, anyone that comes in and says, hey, what's the options here? We run a complete analysis and say, look at every the pro and con here, understand, you know, you know, what you're giving up versus what you're getting, and you just really spend the time and look at the big picture, not just saying, hey, here's this large chunk of money, let me take it. Uh, you have to be so careful. That's why I just I just caution, be very careful with this decision. As I said, it's irrevocable. Do run the numbers and take a look at your overall picture before you make that decision.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's great. All right, I want to move on because, you know, something happened early in the week that it is just remarkable, and I actually don't think it ever has happened before. We were um, also talking about this before we started the show. Crude oil got bid up on uh, Monday, I think. There were um, some contracts taken out, quite a lot of them. It, it was reported for about $200 a barrel, oil mm-hmm. at $200 yeah. bar- barrel, and I went back and I looked to see if any time since they basically started tracking this back in 1946, okay, and that's relevant because end of world war 2 did we ever on an adjusted base inflation adjusted basis did we ever come close to touching $200 a barrel and the only time that we came close to it was $179 in June of 2008 and we all know what happened a little bit later in 2008 into 2009 but that's the only time it's come close And that's even with the sort of oil embargo years. You know, you think about Mm -hmm. the oil embargo back in, you know, like 1980, and you're looking at inflation adjusted of like 135 bucks a barrel. So, you know, my understanding of this, and again, armchair economist, is any time you get over 70, 80, 90 dollars a barrel, and we've touched that, you know, a bunch of times, you end up with a recession. But here we are in a place where, you know, $200 a barrel and it's climbing. I, I don't even know what to make of that. And if I'm a person and I'm looking at the stock market, which has been going, you know, sort of in one direction lately um, and not the direction you want, you know, I I think you got to be getting a little bit anxious here about what traders are trying to tell us. So, you know, Tom, I'm not asking you to forecast the future mm-hmm. whatsoever, but how do you help your clients make sense of this kind of, Strange market behavior and volatility because in all of this mortgage interest rates are actually heading downward again
0: Yeah, I mean here's what it comes down to as far as you know, it's interesting We talk, we're talking about in the income part of your plan now We're talking about the investment piece of your plan and really what it comes down to one of the, the things just like we said Find out what your pension is get the information I think that's true of your investment planning. How many of you can say, I understand how I'm structured in this type of market? How are my investments? I would always caution against making big moves and big changes in this type of market. That's why we see a lot of times underperformance. And we want to eliminate. I think there's two things that can be detrimental. One is not having a plan, an investment plan. And second is being emotional. And so I think having the plan is going to help that. So, for most people, if you're, and this is again a good time, I think, to try to, to engage and take advantage of, of what you own. You know, are there some moves you can make? Probably you know do you want to own energy do you think you should own gold do you want to be in more dividend paying stocks more value those are things that you can do that are not big moves and in small ways to moderate in this type of portfolio but the first question is how are you invested a lot of us have two IRAs an old 401k we're not sure what's in each so we really want to understand what do we own and how much is is in this market and then we can start to create a plan that makes sense for our risk tolerance and our objectives
2: Yeah, and I think we have to sort of remember, you know, when you hear scary things like again early this week, Bill Ackman, who's a very very successful hedge fund guy, he said, "I think we've already seen the beginning of World War III." Right now, in in the that's just a stunning statement. Yes, to actually make a statement like that, that we're at the beginning of World War Three, I think is such an inflammatory thing to say that. You know, when you've just got the market this week also put a halt on trading um, Russian ETFs, for example. I saw that that got suspended. You know, there, there is other movement going on, you know, in the world. But to make a statement like that, I think, is very scary to people. And when I look at this, Tom, this is the kind of stuff that makes me want to run to my financial advisor and just mm-hmm. have him, you know, pat my back and tell me, don't, Elise, <laughs> it's going to be okay. This, you know, th- this too shall pass. Uh, mm-hmm. And I and I feel like this is one of those times where we want to give people a little bit of perspective.
1: Sure.
2: That, that this too shall pass, these concerns that you might have. Like, when everything looks really dark, you have to look at the bright side, right? You have to look mm-hmm. at the number of times the stock markets come back. You have to look at the, the employment number was excellent last week. Mm-hmm. But I think people have to you know, get very nervous when their day-to-day lives are impacted by this. Mm-hmm. So what do you tell people?
0: Well, you know, I th- it was a great article I read. I thought this was interesting, and there were three questions they said that you want to ask. One is, every single time the market's gone down, has it come back, true or false? It's every single time the market's gone down and come back, Has it eventually gone to set new highs? True or false? And if everyone knows the markets are going to go down, come back, and eventually go to new highs, why do so many people lose money in the stock market? And so, you know, that's a perspective. We want to start to look at the market and understand these things, Whereas I said, as you were saying too, Elise, let's try to understand what's going on in the market, understand our investments, and... You know, not as much as... And again, I'm not trying to be insensitive. If we can try to eliminate some of the emotions, I'm going to we can entirely. It's tough. This volatility is tough. It's frightening. But we want We don't want to confuse volatility with risk. And so this is where it's important to really, again, take a look under the hood, understand what you own, understand what makes sense for your plan, and, and put that in place so you can weather these things and, and feel a little more stable about what you're doing and make good decisions.
2: Yeah, and I definitely want people to <coughs> Google dow jones 100-year historical chart if you get nervous right because what you see is basically there was a much bigger downturn in 1982. (laughs) Mm -hmm. if you look at sort of the peak of that cycle which was 1965 right the market kind of hit a peak and then it went all the way down until 1980 i'm looking at it right now 1982. Mm-hmm. And then since then, there has been, you know, a couple of moments where everybody had some pause, but basically, it's gone up since. And mm-hmm. you want to you want people to understand, like, the only time it ever went to zero was in 1933, back mm-hmm. in, in the Depression. And so we're just not there, right? We're not in, 19, in the 1930s. At least I hope we're not in the 1930s. And, you know, you have to just have this longer, broader viewpoint so that you don't end up in a situation where you're just completely freaked out. I hope this has helped everybody because it sure helped me. And that's really what we do every, every Sunday. <laughs> Tom, thank yes. you so much. Thank you. I know. We're calming Elise down with all of her insecurities. But I think everybody's, you know, from what I've heard from everybody, everybody is the same ones. We are yes. out of time, but if you want Tom to calm you down, 630 934 1855 or go to alphawealthgroup.com. And we'll meet you back here again next week on This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN.